hosted by Mike, the Big
longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. Announcement.
they searched out for a better race on whom to bring rebirth.
know you can hear me now because I got T on the line and he can hear me. T, you there? Yes, Man, I can it, hear it, you. It, it took 45 minutes, but I got you on. Very good. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and I guess after the live show is over and try to f- clean up all that dead space in between. Then again, maybe the dead space sounds better than I do, so maybe I'll just leave it in there. Well, there was good music, so just, you know, just cut out the blank spaces. <laughs> yeah, but there was a lot of stuff I was talking about in between that didn't even come through. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. I know. Well, really like weird. I said, today's show is all about 2014 and, uh, you know, playing all the albums that came out this year, as many as we can in yeah. the two-hour show. And uh, I know I said a lot of the albums I picked that I really enjoyed this year were all new wave of British heavy metal records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the old guard are kicking ass again, taking numbers. They had a great year, and I'm hoping 2015 is going to keep that trend going. And uh, what I was saying before, but I couldn't get through because we couldn't connect, was, you know, the news was about Herman Frank and uh, Stefan Schwartz leaving Accept uh, this yes. week or in the last day or two because they have their band Panzer going with right. Ashima from Destruction. Uh-huh. So uh, what I was talking about before nobody can hear me was, I don't know how good of a move that was. I understand, you know, creatively they probably wanted to write their own music right, and get right. out there and play because, you know, in Accept, it's Wolf and Peter. They kind of like, you know, like the yeah. Laws and uh, James of Metallica of, of Accept. They write all the music and everybody else just kind of goes along for the ride. But, exactly. You know, I mean, you do have Shima from Destruction, a big popular band. I don't think they're anywhere near as big as Accept is. No So, way. you know, you're kind of trading like, you know, a lot of touring and a lot of yeah. shows at pretty, you know, at pretty good sized places with Accept. They kind of start over with uh, Panza. So, is it worth like, you know, being able to write and play your own music? Especially because you do have Shima, who's in destruction, and they're out on the road a lot of the year anyway. Exactly. So I don't know how that's going to work out. What do you think about all that? I I was kind of surprised, but then I kind of understood because uh, you can tell, like, just P, you know, Peter and Wolf are doing all the writing together, and, and yeah. you know, they're both here in the U.S., right? So, you know, one's in Nashville, one's in uh, Virginia, or the uh, I think one Pennsylvania, of the Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Okay, so and you know Mark is here also. You know he's in Jersey. So I mean, I don't think those guys can. You know, plus they never. I, I didn't see their name on anything. You know, writing wise, and uh, you know, t- aside from taking a few solos, you know, uh, and the drama. I mean, st- 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, Steph. Uh, Stefan. Yeah, the drummer, Schwartzman. Schwartzman. He's yeah. a really fucking great drummer, you know, but what I know. did you do? I mean, I can understand if I figured this is the you know, this is the only time we're gonna get a chance and he'll go out on they'll go out as as friends, so if nothing ever happens. I would wait until uh except was in the writing mode, you know what I mean? But sure. You know, I mean, I guess they put enough money aside, you know. But, hey, if they need a rhythm guitarist, I'm here. <laughs> You're available, right? <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. I bet you are. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> well, what do you, I mean, what do they do now? Do they look for, like, two, like it says, you know, unknowns, just like to hide them, you know, pay them whatever they get for, you know, per show and take them out on the road? Or do yeah. they maybe try to keep? Because at least with Herman, Frank, and Stefan there, it kind of had that classic accept feel because sure. even though uh, even though Herman Frank only played on Balls to the Walls, he's with the band for like two years in the right. 80s. Stefan played with, the, with them for quite a long time after that. Yeah, Did you go like maybe try to get Jorg Fisher back into the band, York Fisher, who played with them throughout the classic years, and maybe Stefan Kaufman, who's, who was playing guitar with Udo for a long time. But yeah, but I don't, like they had Steph- out. I don't know about Kaufman because he was ill, remember? He has a bad I mean, back. It is it is worse. It's harder to play 
uh, drums than it is guitar. But I mean, he for Udo, for Udo or whatever Udo, Udo. he was a good guitar player, and yeah. he played all the Wolf stuff really good. And I, I was like totally surprised the very first time I saw them with uh, with with uh, Kaufman. But um, I, I don't know if he's not with Udo. I mean, he's probably you know ill, you know. But who knows? I don't Maybe, know. We'll see what I mean, there's guys that recently left um, Primal Fear, right? So I mean, they're all in that That's drum right. The drummer left Primal Fear. Randy Black is out of Primal. There that you would, go. I tell you, so I mean, that would you know, be a great a, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would do if I was in the band. I would be going after some little. You know, he's a little younger. You know, obviously yep. he grew up and probably cut his teeth on Accept, you know. He's been living in Germany for a long He's an American, but he's been living in Germany for a long well, time. Well, I, I know a drummer who's retired, and I know a guitar player who'll retire in a second if <laughs> we get the call. <laughs> we'll have to throw your name into the ring. Yeah, me and Sal are ready to go. Well, speaking about you and Sal being retired, Pete Rods have a show coming up in Brooklyn, the Lucky 13 yeah. Saloon, January 17th. Yes, with a uh, whole bunch Who's of playing? bands, a band called Phosphate, a band called uh, Noel, N-O-L-E, Hellshot, Buddies of Ours, yeah. uh, Saul and the Buddies and the Guys, and another band, uh, uh, Orcus, and another band called Eat, E-A-T. Nice. They're all available on Facebook, so you can check them all out. Um, a good mix, you know, of metal, uh, and... Uh, It'll be like the first time we played uh, a a gig a gig in Brooklyn, really. Yeah, in, in a long years. time. It yeah. should be you, yeah. Eat and Orca in that order, because it could be Pete Rotz eats Orca. E- oh, there you go, Orcus. But that works. Yeah. Orcus. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I said Orca <laughs> with a side of phosphate. <laughs> with a side of phosphate. And then <laughs> they go to the bathroom and they get a hell shot. I don't know. Shot. Get a rim shot. <laughs> and and what do you call it? And knock it down with a rim, uh, with a hell shot. <laughs> hey, you want to know what the best thing about the show is besides that, you guys playing live? What's that, buddy? There's no admission. It's free show, so come on yep. down. We're not making a cent, but uh, we're going to have fun. It's uh, our, our uh, singer Anthony's wife Debbie's birthday, so come on down and say hello to a lot of good-looking Staten Island and Brooklyn chicks. A lot of cougars will be there. So, nice. you know, just don't touch. You can look, but don't touch because there will be a go. lot of angry men there. But <laughs> well, you know, but Lucky Thirteen was uh, was a pretty cool joint. Uh, yeah. I think it was in Park Slope before this. Right, it was on Thirteenth Street off of Fifth Avenue, and like, like a little it, storefront. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's not a funny the neighborhood. Uh, just neighborhood couldn't just handle it, you know. Yeah. Like that neighborhood is that's like old De Blasio's neighborhood. <laughs> so they asked them if they could, you know, if they can move, you know. So they found a nice spot. It's just below Fourth Avenue in an industrial block. A lot of factories and warehouses. So it's perfect for them. And uh, they got enough room that they could actually set up a stage. And uh, they are one of the first heavy, the dedicated heavy metal uh, bars in Brooklyn. Even before Duff's, you know, Duff's was uh, was in um, Manhattan under a different name years ago. And then they changed the name to Duff's, and then they came to Brooklyn. So they are the number one, uh, the earlier, earliest dedicated heavy metal uh, bars. Lucky Thirteen Saloon. Uh, it's going to be a great night and a good show. So everybody, if you're in Brooklyn or New York or the tri-state area, come on down. Show up, and we'll talk about it next week and the week after that before the show. And if you mention you. Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio, show up. I'll buy you a beer. You have to pay a dollar if you mention the show to get in. 
No, 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 no. We get you a free beer or a I shot of uh, Fireball, some shit like that. Wow, even better. We we'll get that. you a health shot. I got to come up with a drink now. I call the health shot. That's it. Yes, come up. With, yeah, that's not bad, right? Yeah, like a half a uh, half a Jack Daniels, a uh, half a shot of Jack Daniels, and a half a shot of uh, Fireball. Call the hell shot. Ooh, I like I that. Know. All right, we'll try well, that out. I don't even know what songs I played because I was trying so hard to figure out what was going wrong. <laughs> well, I, I did hear uh, Sanctuary. I think we had I heard Sanctuary. Sanctuary. We played Judas Priest, I believe, Secrets of the Dead. Right, right. Uh, from Redeemer of Souls. These were some of uh, our favorite albums from the year. I know I did High Rocks. I did Battle Axe. Yes. I don't even remember all the music I was playing. I just... Uh, was kind of jumping around here, but yeah, uh, you were just grabbing songs to play something because your microphone wasn't working. I wasn't even usually I write it down to keep track of a playlist, and I'll see if well, I can go will. back later on and uh, when you go back later, some uh, but you kept us all stuff. in the chat room uh, entertained. We were, we were having a good time. All right, well that's good. That's okay. good. We well, hung in there we, for you. We hung in there for you. I feel bad for because Chiron started logging into the show on Thursday to get into the chat right. room. That's trouble. Okay. Everybody. And, you yeah, know, three days late, he finally up. got in, and he couldn't hear me. He might have screwed something up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. I know he can hear you now, so that's good. He said yeah. I can hear him I think okay it's, I think it's the headphones uh, and the microphone yeah. I have uh, set up. For yeah, you got you to gotta change off those. I mean, my nephew has this pair of headphones he uses uh, with his computer, and yeah. I just went, like, on some cheap Chinese site, and I bought, like, just for Christmas, I just bought him, like, three pairs of he- new headphones because they crap out. Yeah, and they, they, I don't they care how out. good they make them. So why even buy the bother to buy the good ones? They're still made in the same the same factory. So just buy the cheap shit and throw it away when it's done. That's it's a disposable God's honest society. Truth. I know, I know. I would have. Uh, what do you call it? I, I mean, I would have. What do you call it? I would have uh, asked Santa for a new a new set. You know. Oh, see. Well, you didn't uh, get a gift card. You get any gift uh, cards? This time? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I'm gonna have to go get a new set tomorrow because I have a few interviews to do Tuesday, and oh, I have to okay. use Skype because they're overseas and. Uh, Right. I have to get that straightened out before then, otherwise uh, definitely, it'll be a waste. Definitely. All right, well, let's get on a tune, and then uh, we'll get Ariel Lee from Wicked Sin, Savage Choir, a band that bounced around the same club scene as you did, T, back in the day. We'll talk to Ariel about what's been going on with those two bands. Uh, I think he has yeah. Wicked Sin going still, but we'll find out. But let's get on one more tune, and I'm going to try to see if I can find another headset that I can use. That, uh, oh, in the interim? Okay. Yeah. I picked so, up these ones from, uh, I think I paid about, I think I paid about 18 bucks on Amazon. It was a Panasonic, uh, Panasonic headset. Oh, that's not bad and, at all. Uh, it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's yeah, because the pair of music costs about $450. Excuse me? The pair of music is like $450. No, 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 you don't need that. Because I need, the, I need the professional set for the, for the switchboard. Oh. So, okay. But I am going to try the cheap one. I got none the loose. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get on the tune. Here is probably one of my favorite records of the whole year. My good friends from Weapon UK. I'm just saying Weapon. They had they went through the same thing you did with Tempest. Yeah, you know? I mean, so that's sick. I don't even know. Yeah. But it's just Weapon to me. Here's Blood Soak Rock.
right, an early cut from Savage Quiet, a bloodstain from an early demo. Let's get Ariel on the line. It's about that time. All righty. All right, hang in there, T. I don't even want to mute you. I'll put you on hold because I might lose you. Yeah, I'll just hang. Just hang. Relax. Hello. Ariel, it's Mike from Heavy Metal Mayhem. Hey, Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Hey, stay nice and warm down there in the southern states? Yeah, it's a little too warm. Yeah, you don't miss New Jersey, do you? Ah, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here and get down to where you are. You're trying to come up here again. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, look, it's good to have you on here today, man. I'm a big fan, and I go back to the early days of Savage Choir and Wicked Center. I remember seeing you guys over the Jersey scene. And oh, cool. I there was so much more put out by you guys back in the day, but it wasn't that easy. And, you know, people forget, you guys came around Savage Choir, you know, in the late 70s. You know, it was like, you know, a completely different scene back then. Yeah, yeah, it was. What was it like, late 70s, early 80s, trying to get, like, you know, a hard rock metal band going? Well, back at that time, uh, all that type of rock and roll was going on, so it was it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, Iron Maiden was big at the time, Def Leppard. You know, they were, like, just starting. Uh, that was Savage Choir. Uh, but uh, that band had a few changes. I didn't like the direction the music was going in, and I left. And that's when I uh, hooked up with uh, Wicked Sin. And that was, uh, and that was Wicked Sin started after that. Because a lot of people get confused with Savage Choir. Because they know the, ver the version of the band that was around when, when Benny and uh, Steve and them... Um, before they turned it into uh, a different band, Death Mask. But a lot of people yeah. get confused of like the timeline of like when you were in there because it was really your band, and when you decided to leave, and I guess Benny, you know, carried it on. Uh, was it like okay with you that they were going to continue? Because they did continue as Savage Choir for a while. Yes, they did. Yeah, they uh, they did uh, for a while, and uh, they hooked up with uh, uh, with uh, with Thor. Remember Thor? Yeah, well, that, when that's over, now you have Wicked Sin going around, 83, 84, right? Uh, Wicked Sin started in 85. 85, okay. Yeah, and that lasted for a while. That was that was very good. And we, we've gotten together over the years, and we uh, recorded the uh, that Strictly for Pleasure uh, CD in 2010. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, is a very good CD. Absolutely. Uh, was that? I mean, some of that stuff was some of the older material too. Was there anything on there that was written relatively new? Uh, the song that was the newest song on that CD was the last song. Uh, the bonus. The yes, yes, the bonus track. That was the late, the last one that was written. Uh, I think it was done by uh, written by the guitar player by Gary. Yeah, that that was some really good stuff. Uh, I mean, it's been a couple of years since that. Um, I know you got other stuff going on musically, but. Is Wicked Sin still, still like a priority? Is it something you're still looking to, to do something with? Well, uh, everyone's doing something different. But, uh, uh, you know, whenever the guys want to get together, we just call each other up and uh, we get together and do a few shows. Yeah. And the band was a four-piece originally, right? Uh, Wicked Sin? Yeah. Yes. It was a four, you were just on bass back then, because I know you also sing, but with that, you were just playing bass, correct? Yes. Cool. Well, how was the scene back then? You figure 1985, you're a new band starting. You already have a sort of name for yourself, like locally in the club scene, 
from from the Savage Quarry days. Uh, how how was it trying to get shows back then, getting out and playing? You know, just trying to get the name of the band out there. These are like, you know, people forget pre-internet days where, you know, you posted flyers on telephone poles, you went around the shows telling other people, you know, you were playing to come. How was the scene back then for a band just starting out? Uh, for us, it was pretty good. We we, we were booked uh, just by the name Wicked Sin, they were bookers. Well, that's always a good thing. Because they, they sort of knew more or less where we were coming from. Yeah. So, so that was good. We did a lot of great shows with uh, White Lion and uh, Tease. And uh, uh, a lot of those cool bands from yeah, back man. then. It was, and it was very nice. Place. People forget well, we had a we had an amazing scene here in New York and New Jersey between the all the clubs popping up in Jersey back then in the day, and you know basically Lamore was like the place to be in New York. Oh yeah, we in Brooklyn, you know. Oh yeah, we lived at Lamore's. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I saw you guys multiple times. It was always a great show, and you guys came out, and you know to me like people like people just like look at the band. And I, I thought they were expecting something a lot lighter. But you guys were a really hard band. You guys really came out and and, and blew people when you away when you came on stage. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that that was really good back at the time. Yeah, it, it worked stuff. out nice. Well, well, the band did put out a couple of demo tapes early on, around eighty five, eighty six. You had a couple of demos. I think you even had a single out, the Rock and Roll uh, Party Queens was a single that you guys put out too, wasn't it? Yes, at Rock and Roll Party Queens. Yeah. Uh, how was it trying to get like you know record label interest back then for a, a band? Uh, it, that was a little harder. We did have a meeting with uh with Jason Flom of Atlantic in 1987, I think, and he was very interested in the band, and he wanted us to go back into the studio and record a few more songs. But uh, uh, some the band ran into some internal problems and. That never really happened, and that was the end of that yeah. that uh, that deal with uh, with, with Atlantic. Well, well, the single you guys put out on your own, correct? Yes. So I mean, you had that going, but it, was that like the was that really it for the band after that? Then, like you said, you had a lot of internal problems. Was was there any way of continuing on, or was what was going on between the members enough to say that's enough? You know, we're not going to go no more. Uh, yeah, it's you know. After a while, everyone got kind of tired of you know repeating itself, and nothing like really, really big happening. And everyone just decided to do something else. And uh, uh, the singer, he he went and did uh, his own thing, and the guitar player left, and he moved down to South Jersey, and he did his own thing. And the drummer, uh, Billy Gash, he started a band, uh, Penny Lane. Uh, and I kept the band together for until like 1989. Wow. You know, until I said, you know, this, uh, it's time to give it a rest. Yeah. And, uh, and I moved here in 1990 down to uh, West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. But, uh, but I, uh, we always kept, kept in touch with each other, you know, which is good. We're, we're all still friends, you know. Did you try to do anything after that? Was there any other bands that you performed in there? Any, any original bands that you try to keep going after that that we don't know uh, about? Uh, no. No, not back then. I am working on an original band here in Florida uh, called Cinders Rising. Yeah. Which is uh, a very heavy band. It's more in the likes of, uh, of uh, a Priest and Metallica and, you know, that type of stuff. Nice. Would you, yeah, I mean, yeah. Are you trying to work on anything right now? I mean, you got any new music that you're working on or is it something coming in the future, you think? Uh, just with Cinders Rising. Yeah. 
with that, uh, and I and I did speak to uh, Benny, the guitarist for uh, Savage Choir, yeah. a few a few day a few days ago, and uh, he wants to uh, uh, report some stuff, but he's not sure exactly how he's going to go about it. That would be nice to have a little kind of mini reunion over there of you two guys recording and playing again. Oh, very good. Yeah, that'd be really nice. I like to hear. I'm really interested in hearing what you got going with that. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, the original Savage Choir uh, members, you know, which is myself, Benny, and uh, Keith Navarro. He was the lead vocalist. Yeah. Uh, we we've been talking like the last couple of years, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Hey, Ariel, you gotta keep in touch with me on that because I'd like to hear what you got cooking. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely will. All right, well, listen, I'm going to let you go. I just want to touch base to see what was happening in your world. I do appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us today. You know what? I'm going to get on some wicked sin for everybody to hear. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, Eric. Thank you very All right. much. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for remembering. You take care. Hey, right, buddy. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we get Tommy back in the line. I think I disconnected him. Let's do some wicked sin, children of the streets.
wicked sin, children of the streets. T, you remember back in the 60s when somebody was describing Led Zeppelin's music, they said they're going to go down like a Led Zeppelin, that's how right. they got the name. That was yep, This is how you could describe this show, but just in the opposite way. <laughs> We're going down like a Led Zeppelin. We ain't going down in infamy. We're going down in infamy, not famously. Infamously. <laughs> infamously. Well, there you go. That was Ariel Lee of Wicked Sin, a man of many words. We're going to keep moving on. I don't know, man. This show is just tanking today. It's one of those days, you know. It happens, you know. And it's funny because, you know, Kyron finally made it into the chat room. I feel bad. We got nothing to even say to the guy. Yeah, he's probably saying, what the fuck is this show? Yeah. I, I saw you guys it. in the chat room were talking about, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, Bobby Leatherlongs and putting out, I guess they're talking about you with Pete Rotts putting out something on iTunes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, put, I figured if they didn't hear, if they never heard of me, you know, us, I should say, then I figured I'd, you know, suggest. Well, you should do something like that. Well, people can get those two songs on Bandcamp, right? Yeah, yeah. The two newest recordings. And they're talking yeah. about Bobby Lucas. I was talking with Bobby uh, the other day for Christmas. And, uh, you know, he's got Dan Bieler that's going to be appearing on the I new heard, new I heard, record. yeah. His Pretty buddy cool. Jack Frost from Seven Witches, as well as yourself, is going to be is going to be on uh, Bobby's new album. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit. This is a Salem uh, record, and there's going to be a lot of other people on there, too. So it's going to be amazing having all of you guys on one record. How can you beat that? You, Dan Bieler, and Jack Frost on one album. Amazing. It's going to be great. We'll have Bobby back on here when we do that. Bobby was in a, in a pretty bad car accident about a week ago also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he walked away okay over there. So I was talking Thank to him God, on Christmas Day for girl. a little bit. But we were kind of busy. I, I was kind of off of Facebook for a few days around the holidays. Just uh, Yeah, yeah. You, nothing you know, going on over there. But, you know. Nothing going on. It's crazy. I know. Well, you know what? We are going to be – we didn't have a show this Thursday because it was Christmas. So, we, you know, we took the day off. Uh, but the middle matinee is back this Thursday at 12 o'clock for our Happy New Hair number seven special. It's all hair metal. So uh, I'm not crazy about a lot of music myself, but just the title fills in the day. So there you go. And next Sunday, we're back live from the very beginning because I will do a microphone check to make sure everything is working. We have Kevin Riddles from Angel Witch and Titan. That's going to be great. As uh, well as uh, Charlie Soren Peters from uh, Maltese Falcon. And uh, that interview was actually recorded the other day because it's like a big uh, gap uh, time difference from where they are. And sure. they couldn't make the live show, so we kind of pre-recorded that already. And I, he had um, he had his drummer with him from the second uh, second uh, version of Maltese Falcon. He wasn't the original drummer, then he came in later on. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time, because he told me, he goes, you know, he's Lars Ehrlich's uh, a drum tech, and he's been his drum tech since the very beginning of the band, wow. uh, when they did Ride the Lightning. Uh, but we had such a bad connection. It was even worse than Tonight Show, if you can imagine that. And I think I know why now, because the microphone probably, was probably going out during oh, that interview. Oh, go at the time. Now that I realize that that's probably what happened, the microphone was probably going out during that interview. Oh. Uh, and I didn't realize it, because you know, I also believe he was the original drummer for Artillery, uh, the other Danish metal band. But, you know, after after that interview, I was like so upset because I really couldn't get any questions. And every time we tried to connect, we lost the connection. Oh, and shit. it was bothering me, because I said, you know, there's so many things I could talk to this guy about, you know, with Metallica and everything. And then right. my daughter had just happened to buy for me a book called Life, Birth, Death, Metallica uh, for Christmas. And it was a really good book. And it talks about how he laid down the drum tracks or set up the drums for Laws on Ride the Lightning and showed him how to actually play a little bit because he couldn't play drums back then to keep time. And yeah. he was on the bus when it crashed, you know, when Cliff Burton died. I'm oh, like, why? There were so many things I could have talked to this guy about. I just didn't, like, you know, I just couldn't make the connection. I just couldn't get it to go. Wow. But, eh. You know what? It gives me a reason to reach out to him again in the future and uh, have him on. 
True, true. Now yeah. you made like a connection, so to speak. That's right. Just yeah. not a connection on this show because nothing's connected <laughs> right on this show tonight. Well, <laughs> right. a bad connection is better than no connection. I guess that's true. Did you see that video of, of Sebastian Box? He curses at everybody in the audience he doesn't what like. What is it? Now, I don't listen to it. Did you see that clip? Because uh, uh, he was singing Silent Night, which was horrific to begin with. Yeah. And I guess his mother got bumped into it. Well, you don't want your mother to get bumped into it. Don't make her stand in the front row of a rock show. I was going to say, what's your mother doing? <laughs> yeah, put her backstage. Let her stand yeah, in front of the stage exactly. in a chair. She's seven years old. If she could stand in the second row of a rock show, and we don't get yeah. wrong, it's Sebastian Box. There's probably only three people there, and one of those three probably hit her. But I'm just saying, <laughs> don't put, make her stand in the front, put her on a chair in the back. And then he's like, the other guy, you motherfucker, you fucking hit my foot. I'm like, if I was cursed like that in front of my mother, she'd come wash my mouth out with a bar of soap on stage, a rock star or not. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, this guy is such a loser. And I don't get why people are, like, still into him. That last record was horrific, that last solo record. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. horrific. I mean, I put one song, I couldn't even go any further than that. I just, I just got rid of it. And I even passed up the interview with him when they were doing the press for that album. I, yeah. I didn't want to interview him. He's just such an asshole. I mean, right. he he still thinks he's like a rock god, and this is like 1984. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. But I you saw that clip, right? Yeah, I, you know what? I couldn't play it on um, on my phone. It wouldn't play, but oh, okay. I, I did read it. I read some of it. He's such a jerk off that guy. He said, all these people getting killed and murdered for no reason. Why doesn't somebody just take him out? Oh, jeez. See, that's not he, nice. It's the truth, but at least, you know what? At least damage his voice so he can't talk anymore, so we don't have to hear him anymore. Yeah, okay, that's all right. <laughs> why can't he get, like, a couple of nodes on his vocal cords so he can't perform anymore? I won't say take him out, you know, but why can't yeah. he get a couple of uh, nodes on his vocal cords so he can't sing or perform anymore? I don't know. He's a he's a real he's a real barnacle on the he's a, he's a uh, the metal ship of uh, life. <laughs> I hope Skid Row never decide. They keep saying they'll never get back with him. I yeah, hope they well, stick to the know why. Now you know why. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Everybody say, well, no why don't they do it? You know, they used to write such good songs together. It's better not having them. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I mean, Skid Row is actually better today than they were with him. I mean, yeah, it was the 80s, like everything kind of clicked. But the music today is that the last two EPs they put out were actually better than stuff they've done over the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. And they're performing in front of crowds that are no better or no less than his. So what was the point of bringing it back in? Did they think by bringing it back in, all of a sudden they're going to be headlining the garden? That's not going to happen. Skid Row were never that big, even at the at the pinnacle. Yeah, they would have to play with somebody. They had to play with somebody uh, else. I just I just hate that guy. I hate him with a passion. And there's not many people I hate besides him and about 14 other people and our mayor, Bill de Blasio. There's not many oh, other people please. I hate besides these two, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. I can't you. wait to get out of New York. What, what kills me is when people complain every day about him. Now, who'd you yeah. vote for? Bill de Blasio. Who'd you vote for? Yeah. Bill de Blasio. Who'd you yeah, vote yeah. for? Bill de Blasio. What are you complaining? Yeah. You got what you voted for. Yeah. <laughs> and then another for. answer is, I don't know if you, you saw my rant, uh, I didn't vote. Well, guess what? You voted for him. If you, you didn't vote against him, you voted for him because you didn't vote for the other guy. But I know the other guy. You didn't know this guy either. Exactly. If you knew him, you wouldn't have voted for him. Yeah. We know because we're here in Brooklyn and we know what kind of councilman he is. Oh, God, he is such he's... a piece of shit. He was such a piece of shit councilman. He's a, he's this... a 
He's a sandinista to loving Cuban vacation going, yeah, lesbian yeah. marrying, liberal. He's a commie. Shit. He's a commie. commie. And to, to say that commie, about but... his child, you know, to say that, you know, because his son is half African American and half whatever he is, he's supposed to be Italian. He's not Italian like me and you. No, I'm not even Italian like you. This is true. <laughs> but, but um, you know, he used the son. And come on, really, come on. You know, if I was the son, I would I was a dad, leave me out of this shit, you know? Yeah, they should put the crackhead daughter me to get, You used me to get elected. <laughs> they should use this crackhead daughter. Oh. She's a drug addict, the daughter. All right, all right. Tell everybody. Everybody knows it, right? He's come out and told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there are no family secrets with that guy. I even I know, know how his grandmother makes her sauce. She's already got somebody on. She's already got somebody on the way to knock him off for <laughs> giving the secret sauce to his wife. There's a couple of, there's a couple of zips coming in. They're hired by Patrick Lynch. <laughs> Oh, this is for sure one of the worst radio shows you've ever done. It's David. It's not your fault. Up. It's not your fault. Oh God! I didn't I, look. I voted for Joe Lauder. I mean, you know, the guy didn't have a chance. We all knew that. You know, he yeah, had very right. little. Uh, but I just didn't want to see that prick in. I know. That's what <laughs> it is? You know, kind of that needs pizza with a knife and fork. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> there you go. See. Oh dear Lord in heaven! All right, let's get off of that. Let's get back to the music. Here's Sparta, another big lot of best album on my list this year. Here you go, here's Arrow.
right, that was Hellstar. It has risen. That comes off the Wicked Ness record, a real great record from this year. Oh, you know, T, James great. Rivera is in like 100 different bands. Yeah, God bless him. Yeah, last week I went to Kilmar's German restaurant here, and he was in the Oompah Pop band. Get. <laughs> I almost believed you. <laughs> the, guy, the guy performs everywhere. I mean, you know, you name it, he's in that band. He's always playing. Yeah. I mean, that's great to, you know, to be able to keep busy like that, you know, in the in the <clears throat> business that they're in. Uh, yeah. He's always got something going on over there. And that was, I got to admit, the Hellstar record was a solid album. Oh, I love uh, it. I love it. We have we still have three days left in uh, 2014, which means that Buckethead has time to put out like nine more records. Have you ever kept track of this guy? I mean, I'm not a fan of his no, music. No, not really. Of him or anything he does with Guns N' Roses. But he put out 57 records so far this year. Amazing. 57. Last year, it was almost 100. I, I can't even. You mean just this year? This year, he put out 57 records this year. How many songs are on each record? Between 8 and 12 songs. Oh, get out of here. I'm not kidding you. Most of them them are digital, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, today today it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is true. I mean, I'm not into any of his music. I don't really care for the guy at all. I mean, but I was just saying. What? (laughs) That's insane. I think there were like 100 records last year. I have to, I, let me take a look. I'm not even sure, but there were 57 records this year. or what, Yeah, 57. And like I said, there's still three days left. That's literally like an album every six days. Oh, so he's got at least a half an hour. He must have started one, so he's got another three days to release it. <laughs> <laughs> every time I look on, like, on a site that has like the new album releases coming out yeah. like you know for the year, well, yeah. Yeah, Buck, I'm like, this must be a great record. It's up there every week. And then when you look, it's a different album. I'm like, holy shit. And I was like, this guy's putting out a record every six days. I mean, and I said, maybe the repeat is like one or two songs or whatever. But there's like eight songs, nine songs, ten, twelve songs on a record. I don't know if they're instrumental or I have no, I don't listen to the guy. But I'm like, that's a lot of freaking no. records. He's supposed to be some great guitar player. Anytime I've seen him, he just makes a lot of noise. That's what hey, I you remember. How Tom Morella makes uh, like those little guitar solos, yeah, with wacky effects and stuff like yeah. that. The one time I downloaded a record uh, for one of the uh, sites, uh, promo, and um, I swear to God, I just kept going to the next track, to the next track, going in the middle of the track to see if I could find something you know that I like. Yeah. I scanned the whole album. I ended up deleting it. I don't, I don't even want it on my hard drive. It's like annoying. Take it up space. I, you don't need the waste. I like guitar playing and, and and instrumental type guitar playing, but I don't know. I, I just don't get it, you know. Neither do I. I've never been to that stuff. Well, it's like the hip hop rap crap. I can't. I don't understand that shit. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I don't understand what what is so prolific about it, you know? This freaking guy DMX is another fucking, what do you call it, uh, dog abuser. Now they caught him in a, in a, a dog <laughs> fight. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. You, you know, who even gives these people, like, the credibility, you know? Really. Like a we Kanye do. West. We do. No, we don't. It's, we it's don't, the media. Our, our peers yeah. do. It's the idiot media. It's the moronic media. Oh. Maybe you know, DMX I mean, and Michael Vick can go on a world tour together. Exactly. I mean, there's bands. I mean, even even as far as rock goes. All right. I mean, LL Cool J, Madonna, Donna Summer, but not Deep Purple, Cheap Trick, and 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 uh, Moody Blues. Are you saying it's a black thing? 
No, I'm just. I, well, Madonna's black. Well, she likes black. She, Madonna has a lot of black in her. Boom, boom. Rim shot. But no, it's not a black thing. I mean, no, I know, know. But I, I don't even talk about that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shit because it's oh, really it's stupid. Such a, it's so ridiculous. I mean, well, you it's know, the other it, the other guy, you know, he makes a career out of it. But yeah, I, I had to I have to I agree know. with him because it's it's like ridiculous. It's like I don't even let Tommy, I don't I, even let it affect me. I don't even listen to it, read about it, and it's nothing. And even and that Golden Guard the a bunch of crap too. They did the whole kiss thing last year. They dangled yeah. a carrot in front of our nose. Not you in particularly, but me and my friends are gonna be here in Brooklyn. We thought for sure they were all going to play. And they then don't play. They don't play. I mean, I know. forget it. It's not even worth it's it. A, I don't even bother with that because to me it's not a legitimate thing. It's no. not worth Even the Golden Gods I think is a joke too. I mean, the shit they come up with is stupid. Oh, I mean, that's like the one award show play? that on yeah. is like, you know, at least like heavy metal, like, you know, for yeah. what it is. And they come yeah. up with the stupidest categories. They make it into a joke. Yeah, so, you yeah, know what? Exactly. When Metal Forces magazine gets back, and I think they are back writing again, when a, when a legitimate heavy metal magazine or yeah, some they, kind of organization, they, uh, heavy metal, comes right. up with an award show, the really honest, true heavy metal, and right. for what it is, I understand we're not going to have all 80s bands in there. It's a different generation. But as long yeah, as they're, yeah. they're really heavy metal and they honor them and they can erect the stadium to them, they can't use me to do it because I can't erect anything these days. But <laughs> Yeah, I heard that word erect. I say, it's going to slip in there somewhere. He's going to slip his erection in there somewhere. Someone was saying in the chat room that you, by your voice, he could tell you that you're hung. I said, yeah? well, what is he hung? The only hung he hung is pictures. <laughs> My wife is laughing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, hung, too hard. He, hung a, he hung a fucking mirror on the wall. <laughs> That's the only thing hung in here. <laughs> oh my dear lord! Oh, lord. I, I don't pay any credence to the rock and roll because it's just a bunch of garbage. And what they love it when, like you know, metalheads like you know, right, right, condemn right. them because it's like they're getting the attention that they deserve. And you know what? You, you want to make a thing like that? Great. Just call it the Music Hall of Fame. Don't yeah, call it the exactly. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Call oh, it the Music Hall of Fame. Call it the Music Hall of Fame. That's it. I mean, they actually, I mean, there was a time in the 80s and 90s, they were putting people in there, and, you know, we were scratching our heads like, who are these people? And then, like, as you as you age and you understand, all right, these people were influential in making rock and roll, like the old blues of course. and honky-tonk guys. That's and guys where like that. They only had one. You know, you have to give credence to them because if it wasn't for bands like that, there would be no, you know, the Stones, Beatles, and and stuff like that. But now we're talking about rock and roll. I mean, you know, we're talking about rock and roll. We're not talking about, you know, pop, you know. And to, and back then, Madonna, Donna Summer, those are bands that we used to hate. We didn't want to hear that shit. We only listened to them when we were around girls. That's the only time we listened to that shit. <laughs> we let it play, but in the meanwhile, in our heads, we were listening to fucking Merciful Fate and a fucking, you know. That's right. <sighs> Judas Priest and I it's made crazy, you know. Well, I don't know. I, I know exactly what you're saying, but there's nothing we can do. Maybe we should start our own uh, heavy yeah, metal Yeah, the whole heavy thing. metal mayhem rock and roll. You know, of, uh, just, just the heavy metal, you know, just the heavy metal Hall of Fame. That's it. That's just it. get our own, get rent out some space in, uh, you know, in Bushwick where everything's getting hot and happening again. Yeah, and we'll yeah. In, a, in an area, and we'll open up a storefront and we'll charge like a dollar admission. 
and we'll, we'll give invite, out our own we'll invite these people down, and they'll say, "All right, send us a plane ticket." We'll be like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> well, go to the gray, go to the Greyhound, <laughs> Greyhound only. <laughs> Maybe she got Greyhound to be the sponsor of the of the the, the whole thing. Uh, there you go. Yeah, we I'll get a hold of JetBlue. I'll say, uh, I need uh, a little sponsorship. <laughs> Why not? The flying everybody to New York for free right now. So we made that was nice that they did that. That was That's nice that they did thing. that. And you know what? There were people that say they wanted to boycott JetBlue. So I was here. I was reading somebody uh, somebody's quote, and they said, the kind of people that are going to boycott JetBlue, they don't even have enough money to ride Greyhound. That's what I put up around. So it was really good. I mean, you know, you got to admit, these people, the, you know, they walk right in. They make their, they write their own jokes, know. you know? It's true. <laughs> you know, every now and then I go to blab them out to read, like, a news article or something. Yeah. But I really like, you know, Brave Raiders is my site. Yeah, There's yeah. Nobody really posts. But when you go to blab, you know, everybody over there is, like, keyboard warrior. They type all this crazy shit. Oh, they yeah, 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 every yeah. Every news post out, they yeah. have. But it's even funny now because they'll put up a news post of whatever, like uh, Gene Simmons says this, you know, Paul Stanley says that, or whatever it is. Right. And the first person will make a comment about the actual article itself. Right. Whether it's yeah. derogatory or whatever. And then yeah. after that, the next 20 people just, just bombard that guy for making the comment. And then they start yeah, fighting yeah, yeah, with yeah. each other. They don't even, they don't even talk about the and, article. And the funny thing was, they years just ago, each other. years ago, yeah, you, you signed in, you got like a, you know, your own a name, nickname. you called yeah. yourself whatever you wanted. You were kind of anonymous. Yeah. Now you sign in with your Facebook profile, so everybody's going to your Facebook profile and going, what, are you kidding me? you like Madonna, you know. <laughs> and people are like, oh, shit, I didn't realize it's fucking Facebook. I, I, I was reading someone the other day where Paul Stanley, again, was talking about, you know, Peter and the Ace and right. you know, how they weren't contributing and, and the problems went up again. So the first guy made a comment like, you know, enough of this already. You know, it's a Gene and Paul show anyway. And then somebody criticized him for taking Paul and Gene's side. The next guy criticized that guy for taking his side. And then the whole yeah. the whole comment section was just fighting with each other. I'm like, what yeah. are you even talking? I I forgot what the article was about by the time I got to the bottom. I had yeah, to scroll back to the, to the top bottom and see who it was about. Unbelievable. Yeah. We live. We in a know crazy what they're world. talking about, Vinnie Vincent. I mean, you know, really. <laughs> Vinnie Vincent. I sent you that link about two weeks ago. Vinnie Vincent. Yes. In case you guys didn't know, he was auction. He's auctioning off all of his stuff. Yeah. So he has like guitar. I mean, yeah. you know, he has his guitars up there. Guitars, vests, uh, jackets, straps, and costumes. Orange jackets. Kids, uh, Oh, oh, the jacket he wore in the in the Lick It Up video. Lick it up video, like, the what? belt buckle. But when you go on there, they, they want like twenty thousand dollars for a belt buckle. He's looking for yeah. like what? It was huh? twenty thousand dollars for this ten thousand. I don't think anything on there was under ten grand. <laughs> he even was selling his rights to his two Vinnie Vincent Invasion records. That's right. He was selling the right. I mean, you know what? If this was the eighties, I'd say, hey, you know, maybe. But who? Yeah. Now, I mean, what? I, I, I couldn't believe the prices. What were the prices of the guitars? If you wanted the rights to his two records, he would sign over the rights to his two records for $200,000. It's like, how many of those records are they even going to sell? Even, they didn't even, even sell 200000 of those records back in the heyday of They metal. didn't even sell 200000 of them, exactly. That's insane. Oh, I mean, I know times have got to be hard because really, clutch, he really spent millions of dollars, probably, or at least owes millions of dollars in lawyers' fees for all those losses brought against, uh, you know, Kiss. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think I, I, I do believe he got screwed. He's in the same boat as Bob Daisley. Oh you know, yeah, he, oh yeah. He, I was just reading that article too. They yeah. fucked him, love, fucked Kiss, him all. Over. You know, Kiss owe him because he wrote a lot of that music. You know, contributed no, a lot of that music he, that brought them back. He definitely kept them ahead above water, so to speak. In that time, yep. but uh, 
you know, he's he's down and out in his luck, and I guess, you know, uh, he needs the money. But if you're a big Vinnie Vincent fan or a Kiss fan from that era, maybe you've got, you know, twenty, thirty, or $200,000 to spare, <laughs> go check out his auction and, uh, you know, get some stuff. It's just... He'd be better off selling a kidney. He'd be better off <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have it on the website. <laughs> yeah, any spare organs? Yeah, yeah. Kidneys, parts of a liver... <laughs> Must have been deposited in the sperm bank in Florida where he lives. Someone Probably. sperm in his blood. Yeah, oh, hey, my key. God. <laughs> kidney. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kidney that I wrote, lick it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was act I actually pissed through this kidney while writing lick it up. <laughs> That's so stupid. I'm oh telling my God. You. That, that's this is the world that we've become, and you know what? I you know you can't believe. I mean, he's been out of Kiss for a long time, but even after the Vinnie Vincent invasion, he did those two. I think there were two records that they had out, and he disappeared oh, forever. Yeah. I mean, the music was still good and strong for another seven or eight years after that, and yeah. he just like faded away. I mean, you know, come on, get out there. A lot of these guys didn't strike while the iron is hot, and we were talking about that with Raven last week. Love yeah. Raven, you know, such a yeah. big fan of his. The last sure. record came out in 2009, right at the cusp of, like, when metal started to really, you know, take off again. Mm-hmm. And they spent the last four or five years going out, at least the last year, they've been on quite a few tours where they're getting their name out there again. But they should have capitalized on this about two years ago by putting out another record. Right. And getting it out there. So at least now they could have had another record out at the pinnacle of it. But they, they wait, they, I think they waited too many years. I think we're going to start, you know, peaking, you know, in the next year or two. And, uh, you know, kind of, uh, metal, I don't think it's ever going to go away like it did, in, you know, in the mid-90s. I think right. we're at the point right now where we're like, you know, the oldies and the 50s and 60s, where we're just going to keep going, you know, at a certain level and stay that way. Yeah. But as soon as some of these hipsters cut their beards and move out of Brooklyn, you know, New York, metal in New York is doomed. Definitely. You still yeah, there? We'll yeah, oh, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you now. All right, we'll get on a tune. Um, I was going to play Steel Prophet. Uh, they put out a new record uh, sometime over the summer, I want to say June or July, called Omniscient. And this record disappeared the day after it came out. Most people don't even know they have a new record out. And it was the first one in, in about 10 years that the band put mm. out. And they say, yeah. there was no promotion for this record. Uh, Rick and Steve didn't do any interviews that I can recall. I don't see any articles about them anywhere. The record company and even, even, didn't even give most of the record out to like, you know, press or people, I don't think, because nobody played it or talked about it the, whole, the last six months that it's been out. And to me, it's, it seems like such a waste. I mean, especially today, band members themselves can just go on the internet and type in, you know, heavy metal radio shows, and a hundred names will come up, and they can just contact each radio show on their own. They don't need yeah. a press agent and just say, listen, I got a new record, I interview me. Any metalhead that's been around knows still profit. Exactly. But they didn't take advantage of the media or the internet or anything else once again, and this album just kind of disappeared. So I don't know if I should waste any time playing anything off it. So <laughs> I don't know if anybody even knows what it is. But what do you want to hear? Here's what I got from the, some of the new records this year that we didn't play yet. Uh, the New Riot, uh, Mekon Delta, Loudness, Iced Earth, uh, Accept, Overkill, Exodus, Clovenhoof, Warrant. I think we played all the other stuff. Uh, anything on there that kind of interests you? Oh yeah. Let's go with overkill. Let's give a little nod to the to the boys from New Jersey. Alright, here you go. King of the Rat Bastards, perfect song. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, there you go, Overkill. T, we only got about two minutes left, so I really don't have any time to play any songs over there. But I want to thank you for being here with me every single week. Well, at least, you know, football season starts up. And even then, I get to 50-50, so I'll take it. And for writing that amazing new theme song for the show this year with your little cheeses over there, Mike and Ron and Andy. It came yeah. out great, and we I'm honored that, that you did that for me. Oh, hey, you know, I always wanted to do a professional-type song or recording and meeting up with Andy. Uh, you know, I says, I got to do it, I got to do it. And we just took, took uh, put aside a week, and we banged it out. And uh, yeah, it came out job. pretty good. I'm it came very out proud amazing. Of that. Amazing. Too bad you did it for such an unprofessional show. But, uh... Oh, you kidding me? It's more class to a, a very classy show. Well, you would never know by today, but look, this is a great year, 2014, for us yeah, here. Give, give him another listen. If this is the first show you ever heard, give him another come, listen. Come back next week. Go in the archives. Go in the archives. We've pl- plenty of great shows, man. No, we do. We six just had bad, bad run of luck the first hour tonight. Six years, now. right? Six uh, years now. We're going on seven years this September. We're going on seven now. Come on. Yeah, hey. seven years we're going on. But, they hey, you know what? Off Intro off yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, shit happens sometimes. And you know what it is? When you're by yourself in here, because you're calling in from a different location, it's hard. Yeah. You can't, you're trying to talk and do the show, and you can't figure out where the problem is because there's 100 pieces of electronic equipment to go through. Yeah, and and you don't know anything more than how to put an on and off button on. You're sitting here trying to figure it out. And, you know, I even had Blog Talk Radio, so they came into the chat room. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but I saw they that. Were trying I saw to figure, that. They were trying to figure out where the problem was for me. They couldn't figure it out either. They, we all know, which means obviously it's on my end. Once, oh, once they once they told me that everything they did on this side was fine, you know yeah. that's when corrected the problem after that. But uh, thank God for those guys. I want to thank Alan for at least trying to fix it for me. But unfortunately, unless he can reach his hands with the phone and do some work over here, <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen. We'll ta- but we'll take we'll take some donations. Mike's gotta buy a new set. That's right. We'll, we'll get this fixed <laughs> today and well tomorrow. It's late, but and we'll be back over. But I want to thank everybody who listens to the show all the time. You know, we've had you know hundreds of thousands of listens this year. You know, through here and iTunes and all the other sites that you know we brought. Thank all the people that hang out and criticize the show, complain, and come in every week to laugh and have fun. You know, I want to thank Kyron and Iman and John, who's been hanging out with us lately, which is nice, because we really never have anybody in the chat room. Most people listen from the outside. But it's been a pleasure bringing this music to you every week, and I'll keep doing it for as long as we can. So, T, you have a very, very, very happy New Year to you and your family. Everybody else out there, have a happy New Year, and I'll see you you Thursday to celebrate it with some hair metal. All right, definitely. Take care, man. You got it, buddy. Take care. I'll talk to you this week. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a very happy new year. I'm sorry for you know the show's problems in the beginning. You're probably better off not hearing me for the first hour. But listen, everybody out there, you have a very happy new year. Thank you for supporting us in the show, and we'll see you Thursday on the Metal Matinee. New hair special. Take care, everybody. Good night.